Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody. It's uh, Rodney with Video Games Now on the podcast version of us. It's me, Rodney, and Will. I'm back. You're, you're back. I said my name twice, like a fucking amateur. Um, anyways, so uh, we're going to talk about five games that you didn't know were in development. Or at least most people don't, because this video doesn't have very many views. So, uh, yeah, we're going to chat about those and uh, maybe a couple other things. Oh, yeah, last podcast we said that Mac was going to join us. Didn't we, Will? Yeah, that... Uh- did not plan out. I'm. We're still trying. <laughs> when the when was the last time Mark ever fulfilled a promise to come onto the podcast? Last year. <laughs> <laughs> one that one time. Uh, all right. You know what, dude? I've had one Mike's hard lemonade, and like I had to climb the stairs, and holy shit, I'm out of breath. <laughs> like it's it's incredible how much one drink can just take you right out of the game. Lightweight. How the fuck am I in a beer league right now? Uh, anyways, okay, yeah. So why don't we uh, get started? Five games you didn't know about in development coming up right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Okay, so uh, we've been playing some games lately. Well, let's just chat about what we've, what we've been playing recently. So we'll start with you. All right, so I've been switching between two games to keep myself uh, still playing. Uh, I'm still working on Sleeping Dogs, but I got back into Assassin's Creed because of uh, Rodney here. So I bought the season pass. I'm just starting the deal or uh, the expansions now, but I did beat the game and and got all the cultists and got the good ending. So I'm pretty happy. Yeah, um, yeah, it makes you feel really good. Like it's not one of those games that makes you crave more. Um, you're kind of willing to dive into the DLC, but there's but you, if you just do the ending itself, then that's good enough. Yeah, it, it was a great game. I'm still, like I said, I'm looking forward to the next uh, Assassin's Creed. They, it can only go up from here, I'm hoping. Yeah, totally. Um, I put down Assassin's Creed. I Yeah, the DLC did, didn't grab me. I mean, I spent 50 bucks on it, but... And then, like, a week later, it went on sale for 20 <laughs> Yeah, fuckers. Uh, anyways, I'm playing Shadow of War, like I've been talking about for the last few weeks. 
finally went back, I started a new game, which I noticed on my old game, I don't fucking remember any of this, but apparently I played 160 hours on my previous game and I was 77% complete. Ooh, you played a shit ton. <laughs> yeah, apparently I played a shit ton. Don't remember playing that much, but yeah, uh, apparently I did. So, yeah, I started a new game, and Christ, that game's fucking hard at the beginning when you have no skills. Oh, I remember. Yeah, because you and start... once you start, like, picking things up, you're like, okay, this is this getting better. Yeah, well, you start at level 1, and everything else starts at level fucking 12. You're like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> So. I think right at the beginning of the game, I played more stealthily than anything. Like, I tried to stay out of, like, com like full-on confrontations. Yeah, I know, but you can't do that with the captains. You, like, go and do a stealth attack and oh, it takes yeah. away, like... But you can still kind of, like, uh, you know, kind of run away for a little bit, get their attention off you. Because, like, sometimes when you're fighting the captain, you'll get, like, seven or eight ads on you, too, right? Yeah. So, oh, fuck. Pick your fights. <laughs> yeah, so, um, for those who haven't played Shadow of War, there's a... Um, it's a hack and slash RPG, and Christ, it's fucking hard. Like, uh, and there's a nemesis system, so there's orcs that remember you. So if you kill an orc, and then he gets resurrected somehow, even though I cleaved him in half, um, he's like, "Oh, you thought you got rid of me, did ya?" And then yeah, he does the whole thing. And then same thing with uh, if an orc kills you, they get promoted to captain, and then you go and try to kill them again to, uh, just to get revenge, and then they'll be like, "Oh." This time I'll make sure you're dead. That was a pretty good impression. Um, but uh, yeah, I fought an orc yesterday, so you have to find out their weak their weaknesses. You know their strengths just by checking out the intel or whatever. But you have to find worms and and interrogate them to find out captain's weaknesses. Oh, this one guy, dude, had like no weaknesses. It was like he's vulnerable to, um, I think it was stealth. So once you're in active combat, you're kind of fucked because he's um, arrow-proof, he's, uh, he's immune to executions, and he's vault-breaker. So that's like all my fucking back pocket shit that I use, <laughs> and I'm like, this guy's some bullshit. And as soon as you get overwhelmed, you just, you fucking die because you can't dodge fast enough. Yeah, so it's just frustrating. So has he been promoted to like a general? Well, at this point he should be, yeah. But, uh... No, I finally dominated him, and then it's like, Iron Will, I'm like, get fucked, like, <laughs> Iron Will, so you can dominate orcs and get them to join your army, but if they have the Iron Will attribute, then they can't be recruited, so it's like, yeah. he has the three things that I can't, that, that are the worst matchup against me, and then he also had Iron Will, I was just like, fuck off game, that's so unfair. I remember, I can't remember his name, I think it was like Talabar or something. He was one of the random, like, captains that was generated for my playthrough. Yeah. And I killed this fucker, like, seven times. But he <laughs> just kept coming back. Like, it was to the point that I'm like, just fucking die. Like, I, de I beheaded him, like, three times. I don't even know how. Like, he came back, and I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like, there's stitches on his neck. I'm like, no, come on. <laughs> yeah, the first playthrough I did, I, um, so you can take fortresses in this game and then you have to appoint uh overlords and war chiefs and all that shit but anyways this guy i killed him the first time like just a standard kill and then he came back and then i burned him the, the second time so he died from burning and then the third time he came back i'm like good christ can you die and then i cleaved him in half and <laughs> so a fourth time he comes back 
He's got um, metal like casting all over his face because I burned him to death the yeah. one time, and then he's got his body like sewed back together. I'm like, what the fuck? And then anyway, so I, I dominated him and took him and added him to my army and ended up making him my overlord. I'm like, if you can come back that many times from that many fucking things, then you you deserve to be an overlord. Yeah. So, yeah, the game is a lot of fun. I put about 20 hours in and I'm 40% through the game already. I've been just... Ooh, killing it. Yeah, just super quick here. Alright, well, I guess that's enough about us. No one actually listens to this podcast for us, Will. We're just the fucking messenger here. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah. ever since Mark lost, uh, left the podcast, our ratings have gone down. I think they went up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was trying to be nice. Uh, anyway, so... Uh, Not we're... like he listens. Yeah, I know. Or so, he would have already like come at, come at us for all the shit we say about him. He would have phoned us and been like, bro, what the fuck? There would probably be a couple more bros just in that, like, what the fuck? Like, bro, what the... Come on, bro. That's like, bro. bro. I don't think he would have said more bros. He would have just drawn out the one bro. Like, bro. All right. Five games you've never heard of. Or maybe you have, but they're in development. So let's uh, talk about the first one. The first one is uh, was a little surprising to even you, Will, who's the newsmaster. Yeah, uh, I guess I, I, I must have missed this one. Yeah, so uh, The Witcher 4 is in development, and uh, I guess they they announced this uh, a little recently, I believe. Yeah, about, uh, I guess, like two weeks? Yeah, Almost two, two weeks, August yeah. 30th, I think. So, so yeah, Witcher 4 is in development, so that's exciting. Uh, Will has been playing the third one. Yeah, I, I'm close to beating that. I, I'm kind of, like, all over the place right now. <laughs> yeah. So, I have not played The Witcher series, Um Honestly, I just didn't know what it was, and I didn't look into it, and now that I'm watching gameplay trailers, I'm actually super interested in playing it. <laughs> You're lucky I own it for both Xbox and PS4. Yeah. I'll, take... I'll just let you borrow the Xbox copy. Yeah, and I'm going to open the case, and the PS4 version is going to be in there. Uh, no, I got the PS4 <laughs> on download, so <laughs> that won't happen. Okay. So, um, there will be a Witcher 4. Uh, we have an article here on GamesRadar who's still a trusted source of game news, right? It's been on a couple other things, too, so... Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, probably a few... few ye- uh, I bet the, the uh, booze I'm having is kicking in. I can't even talk now. Uh, <laughs> it's probably a few years away from being able to play The Witcher 4, but it sounds like CD Projekt Red will be making it the next big thing uh, for the Polish studio. Or the Polish studio, rather. Uh, after Cyberpunk 2077, of course, that's what the team is suggesting anyway, via their official forum moderator, Donit Donata, holy shit. Forum monitor, uh... Yeah, some Polish woman Donata whose name... Poplowski. Laploska. Yeah, that name is next level. Like, I could say Japanese name is easier than I can say that lady's name. So, she's confirmed... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's confirmed that, uh, as far as the strategy of CD product uh, project capital group for 2016 to 2021 is concerned its plan is to release the second triple a game by 2021 uh it remains uh so we're currently focusing on the production and promotion of cyberpunk 2077 so we do not want to uh, comment any further on any further projects and then there's an entire page of things that are about witcher 4 so i think she was fucking lying well there's a bit more like here um what is it here uh yeah, I mean, uh, twenty twenty. Oh, that was like the that was the interview with her, I guess, in twenty sixteen. And then if you scroll down, then you're talking now to um, CD Projekt Red CEO Adam. Oh God, no, 
Adam who? Kiss, kiss. Is that a, a would that C be <laughs> silent? <laughs> uh, hope, like kiss it, kiss. K I C I N with a squiggly and ski. Kinsinski. Oh, that was that was pretty good, dude. All right, K. Yeah. This whole podcast is gonna be butchering Polish names. Oh man, it's gonna be bad. Yeah, we need Cole so, here to, to help us out. Yeah, CD yeah. Project Red CEO Adam. See, Adam's easy to say. Sosinski has already basically confirmed that they are working, or there will be another Witcher game. It just won't be called Witcher Four. So it's looking likely the next game is, but a few years away. Now, after Witcher 3, we all know CD Projekt Red kind of blew up. They they made a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. So instead of them being now just a small, small or medium-sized studio, they can actually do more than one game at a time. So this does make sense. Yeah, so they're kind of splitting up their resources now. Yeah, just like every other big studio that is working on more than one game at the same time. Now with Cyberpunk... Um, what do we think uh april so four almost eight months away they could definitely be thinning up the group now where uh some people are working on like getting the final version of cyberpunk ready while the next people are already starting to work on a new game yeah i imagine they're at least alpha stage at this point yeah yeah cool uh so uh, CG Project Red created a glorious, huge, and utterly explorable fantasy world that told tales of players uh, we'll, be ta- we'll be talking about for years to come, including the talk of unicorn sex. Yes. Uh, you gotta play the game to understand that. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Maybe I will to see some unicorn sex. Uh, it took the Witcher series to the height of success and has never seen before. Uh, before its scarred, white-haired hero G- how do you say it? Geralt. Geralt a bi- <laughs> is a bit of a star. Heck, he's even getting a Witcher Netflix series. Oh yeah, that's a thing. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's coming out with, um, oh man, why am I going to forget his name already? Uh, the Superman. Uh, 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 yeah, him. Yeah, okay. The Superman dude. The guy that, yeah, yeah I can't remember his name. I'm um, just trying to bring that up so I don't Kurt- look like an idiot. Okay, good good call. Uh, all right, so actually, I'm not quite interested to see how that how they do that Witcher Netflix series. It looks great. I've seen the trailer and I'm very impressed with it. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, so we all love the Henry way- Cavill. What's his name? Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Copy that. So uh, we all love the way CD Projekt Red deals with DLC as well. For Witcher 3, one of the best RPG games of all time, gave us 16 free download content packages with 10-hour expansions. Jesus, really? Yeah, well, the the expansions you had to pay for, but they gave you 16 free download like packs. So, so there's and, another 160 hours of gameplay? Oh, around that, yeah. Like, it's a big game, dude. <laughs> Shit. So when you, when you say... I'm almost done Witcher 3. That's a that's kind of an accomplishment. Yeah. Shit. Uh, I'm probably like mm, 30, 20 hours away. Right. Okay, <laughs> I get this really odd feeling with DLC. Okay, so I'm going to use Assassin's Creed as an example. So we just completed Assassin's Creed, the, yes. ga- the, the main game. And I had this very excellent sense of accomplishment. And you know what, actually? I feel this way about... Um, sequel movies like like The Incredibles 2 I'll, I'll get to that in a second but anyways so then you start the DLC and it just doesn't feel right it's like 
when you're playing the main game, you're part of this grand adventure. And when you play the DLC, it's like an added on, like, non-essential fucking task. I, I hope that makes sense. And yeah, it but like, how far in the DLC are you? Well, no, I don't. I don't mean just for Assassin's Creed. I mean for all DLC and even like sequels to movies. It's like the the main of like the first movie that came out is like amazing, and then the second movie that comes out is like kind of almost half-assed in the way, like in terms of the story. And it's just like, ah, uh, because it doesn't have that great storytelling element in it, where yeah. it's it's a character. Um, like a character developing into something more and then the second movie starts out with them already being this more character so it's like how much farther can they go uh, yeah I, I do agree but like if we're com saying like the witcher they've come from cd project red being like a no-name studio pretty much mm -hmm. like the original witcher witcher one um when that came out in 2007 it was only released on pc right okay so then after that they came out with the witcher like i played witcher one i loved it but it was back then like it was just a normal rpg for a computer it didn't really offer too much other than like a great story right okay. to me it was just another game right that i was playing then witcher 2 came out and it brought in like another great story that br like branched into what happened in the first game and kept me playing and then you have like the third game that's like freaking game of the year times 10 and they've taken one two and put all aspects that made those games good into three well yeah the game won like 250 game of the year awards in 2015 alone so yeah and then like the expansions like i've only started a little bit because you can play start playing like the first expansion when you hit like 30 um so hearts of stone like it adds like another shit ton of content and uh actually good story where hearts of stone take like doesn't take you really where anywhere new but blood and wine gives you a whole new region to explore yeah exactly okay yeah cool. so some games can do it yeah, it's it's difficult to do those. Difficult not to fall into that standardized um, yeah. Hollywood storytelling bullshit. But then, if we're talking like Assassin's Creed, um, do you remember when, uh, back in maybe Assassin's Creed Two era? You played two, right? I played two. Yeah. Okay, so remember their expansions? They took place before you finished the game. Yeah. So I remember they added for number two you had to go back to um, whatever that lady's fort was and uh, defend her uh, during the war. Right. Um, I can't say that I have played Captain that. or something? Yeah, I can't say uh, Well, I did play it, but I felt like it was just a bad expansion because, sure, it made me have to go back and play the game. But if you actually want that expansion to mean anything... Uh, it took place in a, a different, like an earlier frame than you beating the game. So it's not like you could just go back and be like, oh, new expansion, I'm going to play this, right? Like, I like when the game pulls everything together. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And just the way you describe that, I was actually going to bring that up. It's like, so 
Now, let's just put the main story on the fucking back burner while we go save this lady's fucking skin. Yeah. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> That's not how you tell a fucking story. No, what? so if you're going to make, like, an expansion and it's taking place after the game, make sure people know that. Yeah. So, okay, we've already finished this for the main story. This is what we're moving on to. Yeah. And, you know, that's a big thing in video games nowadays is, you know, story. Like, you know, it's another medium of, of entertainment and, and, you know, we want to have a story to follow or a character to give a shit about. It's just the same thing with a book or a movie, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, for me, if it's an RPG, it, the story has to appeal to me. Yeah. It's one of the biggest things. An RPG is, it's literally called role-playing. Yeah. <laughs> what role are you playing? Yeah, yeah. you can't just be thrown into a freaking universe and a half-assed story to go with it. That's kind of how I felt with Black Desert. Yeah, I, I actually felt the same way because, like, once we started the game, it looked amazing, right? Like, it, it played good, too. But I don't like when it didn't have a story and it was just telling me to go from here to here, kill some goblins, kill some wolves. Yeah, I just felt like a sheep. Like, it gets really boring. Yeah, totally. Uh, so yeah, Black Desert was missing a story. Mind you, that was the beta. Yeah, I still felt this kind of uh, the same way with uh, Blessed Unleashed. But um, reading their newest information, they've got a, the open beta in November. Okay. So and they... it's supposed to be the actual beta. Like we played the alpha beta. This is like the full on. Like this is going to show you what the game entails. So we'll have to try to get into that and maybe we'll talk about that game again in the future. What what would you call a between like an alpha and a beta? Like a like a belpha? Uh, I guess yeah, belpha. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> New word. Yeah, it's a, a belpha. A belpha. Belpha version. But that's basically what it felt like, right? Like it showed you things that were going to be accessible in the main game but wouldn't let you touch them. Like it showed you mounts but you weren't allowed to have them. Right. Uh, the level cap was, what, 15, I think? Yeah. But no, it was 20, I think. I thought it was 15, but yeah. And it didn't, like, you knew the story because the tutorial followed the story, but then right after that, you're just thrown into the world and it doesn't really take you anywhere. True. Anyways, we should get back to The Witcher 4. Um, All right. And actually, just before we get started, uh, stay tuned to our YouTube page this week. We're going to have a new video coming out called Where the Fuck is Pikmin 4 Nintendo? Get your shit together. Okay, it won't be. It won't be titled that, but it'll be. It, that'll be silent. All right. Yeah. So, so uh, Witcher number four. What else we got here? So here's what the devs are saying. So well, developer project Red has hasn't confirmed that there will ever be a Witcher four. Uh, it certainly hasn't been ruled out completely. The team was particularly vocal around the launch of the Blood and Wine expansion in the first half of 2016. In an interview, in an interview with Eurogamer in May 2016, CD Projekt Red. Co-founder Marcin in Iwinski okay, uh, <laughs> said that the team didn't have anything planned when it came to the next Witcher game. As we said before, never said, but uh, he never said never. But right now, it's really blood and wine. This is the end. Blood and wine is closing, and there won't be any more Witcher anytime soon, if there ever will be one. So this guy's just a lying piece of garbage. Well, this is, uh, they're taking information from older interviews, because if you look back in December 15, now we're fast forward to March two seven, uh, 2017, right? So, 
this interview kind of bounces all around so i i get for some people listening it might be a little confusing but bear with us <laughs> yes and rodney's also a little intoxicated so bear with me <laughs> i say actually you know what i might say names better a little intoxicated than i do yeah. when i'm sober and this is why um my computer is not working properly it's because it knows i'm intoxicated and it's like we don't work for you peasant <laughs> Well, let's hope we're actually recording. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, yeah, we're, we're okay. We're okay. So oh. back in December 2015, uh, CD Projekt Red CEO Adam Kaczynski uh, seemed more definite that this is a series that the developer would be reluctant to leave behind. Well, it makes sense. It's made them so much money. Again, they've reiterated, it's too early to talk about it, but it's not like we're forgetting about this brand. It wouldn't be fair towards the fans. Definitely, but we all knew, like, back then, no one knew that their next game would be Cyberpunk. I don't even think they knew their next game was Cyberpunk. Oh, they were probably already working on it. Yeah. Well, 2016, what, what is it now, 2019? So, yeah, I mean, they, it would have been in early concepts, for sure. Yeah. Now, basically, everyone already knows this, but The Witcher was designed as a trilogy, and a trilogy cannot have a fourth part, can it? Now, that is very true. They gave Geralt his ending in Witcher 3. But this doesn't mean that they can't um, use a new character. Ugh, that's some dangerous waters, though. It is. Or they could just start another trilogy. <laughs> yeah, that's not going so well for some franchises. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you know, Halo. Mm, we'll see what Halo Infinite brings us to. Totally. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... Continue on, Mr. Will. You seem to be doing a much better okay. job than I. So, as uh, uh, the team is currently working on Cyberpunk 2077, which is due sometime after 2017, but CG Project Red is also working on another game that is scheduled for release between 2017 and uh, 2021. Ugh, now I'm, I'm tired. Now, basically, we know Cyberpunk is going to come out. They're a bigger studio now but i bet you their next game will probably be like 2022 we got to do something about these the way we say the year because it's fucking dumb like 1995 just fucking rolls off the tongue i'm gonna have so much trouble once we hit 2020s <laughs> 2035 2050 2091 it doesn't fucking work 1995 uh, at least i'll be long dead before 2091 <laughs> <laughs> oh dude if i make it to 2091 i'll be 99 years old <laughs> holy shit and then i'll oh, get on my fucking hovercraft to support my spine because it'll be shattered and i won't be able to walk anymore <laughs> yeah and i'll play video games with my two thumbs that are the only things that work still everything yeah. else doesn't work anyways yeah uh but yeah it definitely sounds like that from all the interviews and a lot of their stuff they've said it does sound like they've got a witcher 4 in development yeah 100 percent Warning, major spoilers for Witcher 3 lie ahead. Uh, we can skip all that, okay, I think, and that. move on to the next game. Let's move on to the next game, which looks quite interesting. Uh, goodbye, Witcher 4. Hello, Towers, which is a uh, newer game uh, about From a big... Dreamlit Pictures, or Dreamlit Game, sorry. Yeah, so it's a big world with big animals. So this game, uh, I was watching, we'll put uh, our trailers on the website here, uh, or on our YouTube page, sorry. Uh, we'll just basically compile all three. Actually, well, there's no trailer for Witcher 4. 
It's just no, gameplay. but it just had gameplay. So we'll put the trailers up for Tower and Towers and the other. The other games we'll talk a about. A couple here. of the games that they have fully announced. Yeah. Anyway, so <coughs> uh, when you watch the Tower gameplay video, the first thing you're going to think of is Breath of the Wild because it looks exactly like the cel shaded uh, graphical world of Breath of the Wild. Um, Christ, the guy even pulls out a fucking wind sail thing. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? And then but it does have a lot more clear textures than Breath of the Wild. Like yeah. this definitely looks HD. Yeah. Um, so what I was saying to Will before the show started was that this looks like um, Zelda Breath of the Wild minus the saving the Zelda part and the calamity. So it's like a Breath of the Wild simulator where you can <laughs> run around and uh, you can. It's a survival game. So run around you can you know find seeds and plant a garden and interact with the animals and and it's a fully Hunt online monsters. game yeah and it's a fully online game is that right i think so they haven't really shown off too much but it definitely looks like there's more than one player there yeah so uh it's 100 percent uh in game and being controlled by human players in this trailer that uh is, is playing for me right now yeah. Um, so the, yeah, the people are being controlled, but the monsters are all AI. Ooh. But uh, it's still very early days for this project. It uh, doesn't really even seem to have a publisher yet. Uh, but yeah, there should be more coming about this in a year or so. But for an indie game, though, it looks great. Yeah, it looks super polished, which is like right there. It looks like he's riding a horsey with uh, legs. <laughs> a horsey with legs. All right. Um, so yeah, the animals vary from very small to very gigantic, and in the trailer here, they have him, I almost said boarding, like he's a fucking object, um, mounting a, uh, gigantic dinosaur-looking motherfucker, and, uh, he's planting a garden, or planting something on his back, so then you come back a couple days later, and then whatever you've planted is now fully blooming and can be picked. Yeah. So... Definitely uh, has like a Harvest Moon kind of uh, feel to it as well, especially with them starting like the village. Like you can see him building the buildings. Like yeah. this is building his whole. Wow, he really built. Wow. <laughs> yeah, big hole. Uh, yeah, so this game's really cool. Um, I'm actually really interested in maybe checking this one out. So hopefully, when a alpha is available, we can play it and stream it and put videos on YouTube. Yeah, I'm really intrigued about this game, especially with it being for PC. Uh, um, I, I'm more of a console player. I don't touch my PC as often as I should. And I know a lot of people say PC Master Race, but I feel like whatever you play a game on is whatever you feel like. <laughs> yeah, and... Oh yeah, I forgot you have another PC. You don't just have my piece of shit laptop that you're recording on right now. Yeah, just my PC doesn't have like all the stuff to plug in your uh, mic and all that so right yeah fuck your p yeah my old pc is just a hot piece of shit yeah. if you look at the end of the trailer it looks like there's a massive battle too uh yeah and actually it's like a boss fight or something and uh, there's a big village here in the in the video as well so uh you can i think you can build big villages with other online players like What's that freaking game that's at PAX every year, but it just has never been released? Eco. I can't remember. I think it's Eco. Yeah, Eco. So we played it again this year, or last year, sorry. Yeah, we played it like three years in a row. And yesterday, last year, it actually looked a lot more polished. And yeah. we, I, we asked the developers when is this game coming out, and he just shook his head. <laughs> I don't know when we get funding. Um, <laughs> 
but uh, the game was really fun and I, I think you got frustrated at me one day you're like why do you want to play this game we already played this game yeah <laughs> it doesn't really change <laughs> like it's fun i like it um it's got a minecraft feel to it for sure yeah and i just wanted to build a little log cabin and then some and then he's like hey uh, yeah your time's up it's like fuck off i'm almost done with the log cabin <laughs> i remember i was still like <laughs> chopping trees down and digging dirt to make like brick <laughs> yeah but this is definitely not a minecraft feel this is uh yeah it looks great so. Yeah, I'm going to stay uh, up to date with this game. I really want to see what the developers pull uh, pull out. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm done talking about that game. All right, so this next game, I'm not too familiar with the franchise. And that is going to be Payday 3. Yes, Payday 3 announced after the Starbreeze. That's just the title from Nerd Much. Nerd... Wow. Well, public, uh, Star, uh, Starbreeze is a publisher. I said Nerd Munch, but it's Nerd Much. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, All right. I'm reading off of a GameStop a stop article here, and it says, It is with great satisfaction that we can now announce pay, that Payday 3 production is officially initiated and that at full design stage. CEO Bo Anderson Clint why has he got two S's in and whatever? Man, people got weird names. Uh, CEO Bo Anderson Clint said as part of Starbreeze's latest financial report. Interesting. So, uh, off topic, I'm naming my fucking impidimp Nerd Munch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Goddamn fucking impidimp. You haven't, you, shockingly, you didn't send me a picture of Impidimp all fucking week, so that's nice. <laughs> I was debating it, but today's like the first day of the week, so. We, next time Cole's on the podcast, we have to make him look up Impidimp because it's fucking atrocious. Yeah. If you if if you guys have not listened to the last podcast, listen to the last podcast. I fucking literally die on the air. Yeah. Looking at Impidimp. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Anyways, Payday 3. Uh, so last uh, I think you said that already this, in this announcement yeah. Overkill uh, revealed that all microtransactions would be removed from Payday 2 these were received critically by fans as the company had previously mentioned and they would never add such payments to their games sadly 505 games didn't make such a promise and they were implemented anyway so do you think Payday 3 is going to have some microtransactions I don't know I feel like every game still trying to do it they just have to do it the right way yeah like i have no problem paying for microtransactions i just don't want to see loot boxes i want to know what yeah. i'm buying yeah for sure um actually speaking of loot boxes i think they're still in shadow war uh yeah because they wouldn't have uh, taken them out of the game yeah so too much they'd have to go right through the code yeah um but you you can get a lot of bo uh, loot boxes from just playing the game without actually buying them. Oh yeah. So maybe they just took out the actual payment of loot boxes part and just kept the loot boxes in. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, additionally, the game will receive an overhaul to its skill tree for the upcoming patch. Previously, uh, previous company 505 games will still retain 33% of the revenue from Payday 3, uh, but it's good to have the franchise back in the owner's hands. Cool. So, yeah. so that's payday number three. So, 
Yeah, so for what I know about the Payday franchise, the game consists of like variety of heists that a player can opt to either carry out by themselves with an AI or as a team for co-op. The heists uh, range from bank robberies, drug trafficking runs, rigging an election, or stealing smuggled nuclear warheads. Who in the right fucking mind would choose the election? Like, uh uh-huh, I'm gonna fuck up this country by rigging the election. I don't actually know. Like, fuck off, (laughs) rob a bank. Yeah, there is seven difficulty levels for the game. Normal, hard, very hard, overkill, mayhem, death wish, and death sentence. All right, death sentence, here we come. (laughs) God, it, like, doesn't even have easy. It goes straight from normal to hard, very hard, overkill, mayhem, death wish, death sentence. What if, uh, this would be a funny little troll thing where if the developer put in, like, when you select your difficulty at the beginning of the game, and you go to, like, you know, I always go to, like, hard. I tried to do it on hard most games. Yeah, that's my kind of default setting is hard. Um, but you choose hard, and it's like, oh, to defeat hard, or to choose hard, you have to first beat the game on very hard, and then you go to very hard, and it's like, to beat this, you have to beat it on the hardest difficulty first. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, that'd be funny. Um, For <laughs> you to just die over and over again. <laughs> to play on God, hard, you must be... die twenty times within twenty minutes. All right, copy that. I just <laughs> like. I get like there's like the the difficulties, right? But like, why is there seven and it starts at normal? It should be like very easy, easy, normal, hard. Then like just call it death sentence. But no, they have normal hard over very hard. Yeah, I think over still sh- mayhem, death wish, and death sentence. Yeah, I think like, they should just stick with fuck. the stick with the four difficulties. Like five is fine too, I suppose. Yeah, you unlock like the fifth one after you beat it already on like the yeah, very hard. When you or know something. when you know but, what the freaking game is about, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Look, um, Christ, can you imagine just jumping right in? It's like, oh, so I can't pick easy. I'm just gonna have to go straight to hard. Yeah, I mean this. uh I don't, yeah, I didn't like, I'm trying to think of a game. Okay, so, Pokemon Puzzle League, prime example. Um, if you look at the, AI, like, how the AIs move when you're playing Pokemon Puzzle League on, like, hard, it's like, okay, it's like a human, but it's still <laughs> sluggishy, it still looks like an AI. And then you go to very hard, and then they're a little bit quicker, and you're like, alright, it's kind of, like impossible for you as a human to keep up with this ai but it, you can still beat it and then super hard is just nonsense you're like what the fuck like they move their cursor so fast you can't even see it and you're like <laughs> and then all of a sudden they've got like connected like three rows and you're like what yeah and they just get like fucking 20 times chain combos and you're like can you get fucked like there's no way a human being can move that fast and just because you're a fucking computer you're trying to show off you fucker yeah that's ai yeah, and then and then when you beat them on super hard, you're like, suck this dick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so bad. Yeah, oh, you just get. You no, know, actually, reading about payday too though has me kind of interested. Yeah, pay, uh, payday has always kind of interested me, but I've never actually picked it up. I actually held it in my hand at the store, but I bought um, Doom. I instead. think I did too. Yeah. I remember like I wanted a game like this, and then uh, it was what was it? Um, no, uh, what's the other like uh, game that like same as Call of Duty that you've had? Battlefront. Oh, Battle- Battlefield. Uh, Battlefield. Uh, w- the one where you pl- uh, play as a cop. Oh, uh, Battlefield Hardline. Hardline. That I, I I was hoping would be something similar to this with like the heists and stuff. Well, what I liked but... about 
I okay, I played through Battlefield Hardline the one time, like the actual campaign all the way through. It was really I like the campaign. Yeah, it was really cool to have like the cops and robbers type feel, but I couldn't play through it a second time. I started a new game and I got like a mission or two in and I'm like, meh. Yeah, it only it got like a one time feel to it. Yeah. yeah. But the the multiplayer just didn't work. Oh, the multiplayer was fucking broken, dude. Yeah. Oh, it was it was shit. Um, yeah, I played about probably two days of the multiplayer, and I was like, this is fucking garbage. So yeah, I quit. And then Battlefield 1 came out and blew my goddamn little mind. <laughs> Blah! And then uh, Battlefield... And then Battlefield 5 fucking just delinquished my mind back to its former child state. <laughs> Let's see what Call of Duty Modern Warfare does. Um, if they go back to their roots like they say they have, I think it'll be fine. Like, I... I do enjoy the Call of Duty multiplayer to an extent, but it, it just... The level designs are getting freaking lazy, and... Uh... It's just, you, you find a fucking kid that all he does is sit at home and play this game. He has about, a, like, a fucking grade 3 education, and he's fucking 12 years old. Because all he does is sit at home and play Call of Duty, and you're just like, can you fuck off, kid? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, he's good, but he's not good enough to make any money off of it. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> how, that's, like, worse than being shit at the game. You're just good enough. You're good enough to just destroy everybody except the pros. So bad. <laughs> Fucking I know kids. Mark's like, oh, I'm going to pick up Call of Duty. And he's like, I'm also going to hopefully uh, get good at the multiplayer. I'm like, have fun getting owned. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> have, yeah. Oh, man, I want to record that. And I want to put it on our YouTube page because uh, Mark, just watching Mark get frustrated is fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. Especially when he has a headset on. He sounds all muffled and. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm gonna try to keep talking him into uh, getting him on and see. I know he, it was his idea too. It makes no sense. He wants to come on talk about uh, Detroit Become Human and Man of Eden. Oh, dude, this and is sure enough. He just bails. Well, this isn't new news, dude. Like he he suggested we start doing live streams like a year ago. He's like, oh, bro, bro, there's nothing like this on Twitch, bro. And uh, I'm like, all right, cool. So we like buy all the shit, get it all set up. It's fucking complicated. Made my head want to blow off my own body. But yeah, we started doing live streams, and then he started bitching about coming to find a fucking house to do the live streams. It's like, dude, yeah. this is your fucking idea, Mark. So, hope you're listening to this po podcast, and your yeah. little fucking bros of head blows off. Um, anyways, back to our games. So that's right. payday three. Let's move on here to the next game, which is called Witchfire, which is interesting as shit. Yeah, this game, uh, apparently, I don't remember it, but it might have been one of those things I just forgot. But this game was actually announced at the Game Awards in 2017. It was totally overshadowed by Zelda Breath of the Wild, let's be fucking honest. Or not Breath of the Wild, that was the year before. Or no, it might have still been Breath of the Wild. No, Breath of the Wild came out in 2017. Oh, yeah, it did. Um, yeah, I don't know. Some must have, like, because from watching this, it's pretty looks interesting yeah so it's an fps game from a, a developer that first did something else hang on i had it the here. vanishing of ethan carter yeah which is a narrative game so For now PC they're in ps4 now they're moving on to shooters here but basically you're playing as a guy in the medieval time okay so this is the funny part okay so you're in the medieval times witches exist and you're working for the church to to kill these witches 
but and you have a fucking shotgun. You have a fucking shotgun and other shit that didn't exist in the medieval times. So we'll just we'll sidebar that some <laughs> other time. Um, the gameplay looks fucking cool though. It's yeah. like yeah, it's like this guy sp- stuck his hand in a time travel void and pulled out a couple weapons. So it just let's just pretend that that's normal. I mean this deep, yeah. this fucking witch skeleton thing with a flaming like sword thing. It, it looks completely normal anyway. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm also happy, like, the three main owners of The Astronauts, which are, is the company that's making this game, were also the co-owners of People Can Fly, and they were also the creative leads behind uh, Shooters, Painkiller, and Bulletstorm. Yeah. I also, I really like Bulletstorm. Uh, I've never played it, so I can't really comment myself, but, uh, yeah, so we've been waiting almost two years for this one since the announcement of... Uh, uh, of it in 2017 we've had a little little updates here and there but confirming it's still in development and it's uh, definitely coming somewhere in 2020 i guess uh which fire is the dark fantasy shooter uh or which sorry which fire is the uh, dark fantasy shooter um i sorry i lost my fucking place here gotta take another drink will <laughs> that's not good it's a dark fantasy like mark oh my god remember how drunk mark was at the super smash brothers oh my god too drunk anyways uh so it's a dark fantasy shooter from the creators of uh, vanishing of ethan carter uh and the brutal fbs bullet storm it is an alternate history shooter in which witches as if they were as uh they were envisioned to be in medieval times are real and you're responsible for dealing with them as the punishing hand of the church so it's kind of like what i said earlier but yeah it the game looks interesting like most of the the scenes in this trailer are dark and have heavy atmosphere fog and have a very monotone colorama color definitely looks like a, a really dark uh game though yeah 100 well, like mean, there is a lot of color to it but not much light well um it's monochrome yeah monochrome is the is the word i want so the only thing that has like vibrant colors are like the eyes and the elements of the monsters in the game, but just by looking at this trailer. And uh, like the trees and the, like the plants and stuff like that, because I'm like watching the trailer right now again, and you can see the grass, and then periodically you'll see a couple flowers in the grass. Yeah, this game. And they're meant to pop out. Like you can see, like that's a really vibrant red. Um, this game gives me a Borderlands feel, but it, it definitely doesn't, it won't be playing like Borderlands at all, but just, just the overall style of... To me, it looks more like Bloodborne or Dark Souls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Alright, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, Witchfire. So, totally interesting game that we can, uh, check out later in 2020. Yeah. It's brought on. to you by the Astronauts. The astronauts of the game world. Alright, so let's move on here to the final fifth game that you didn't know was in development, which is uh, an interesting twist on uh, modern day gaming. What's it called again? Darkborn. <laughs> Darkborn. So it's a game where instead of playing as a human killing a bunch of monsters, you're the monster that the humans are trying to kill. So it's uh, a different look on, uh, a different perspective on the way things are. So, uh, in the game here, it's a POV of you as this monster, and you start as a little monsterling, so a tiny little baby version, and by the looks of things, your family gets killed, you watch your little brother get, like, gutted, it's, like, pretty yeah. fucking brutal, um, and then it go, it does a cutscene, 
and uh, you're a bigger monster now, and you go and attack humans, and this he like gushed this guy's eyes out, which I kind of cringed at. You heard me. Yeah, but it was, <laughs> that looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, Those thumbs were, like right into the eye sockets. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, you can bite the necks of dudes, and so yeah, it's 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 going to be an interesting game because I'm I'm curious to see how they tell the story. Yeah, you can thing. definitely tell though because of like how it, the trailers pointed and what we've said is it's a classic revenge story. Revenge of the monster thing as I bite out your larynx. But it's also supposed to play out as an RPG. So your the the monster you play as is going to grow as you play the game. You'll unlock new abilities and skill points. What if they just make a mega game with, like, all your RPG characters? Oh, wait, it's called Soul Calibur. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, imagine that. It's like a Smash Bros. for RPG characters. And then it, like, reads your save data. And then it imports all your fucking RPG characters at whatever level they're at. Yeah. Fucking sweet. Hey, look, another game that Rodney came up with on the podcast that he's now trademarking. So if you make the game, I fucking own it. <laughs> so, all right. So that's that's uh, five games that uh, you didn't know were exist were, were were in development, but they are. So uh, one last game here to tie into uh, the last game we were just talking about. It's called uh, Ancestors. Yeah. So this game was actually just released on PC uh, not that long ago, August twenty seventh. It'll be coming out on consoles, I think, uh, December. But yeah, set to be on consoles December twenty nineteen. So they don't actually have a day. He just has it set as December 2019. This is um, the first game from... Uh, what is his name again? I'm going to butcher it. I know it. But uh, Patrice Des- Desolettes. Um, Patrice uh, is actually well known for being the creative director on the Assassin's Creed franchise. Being the main guy behind Assassin's Creed 1, 2, and Brotherhood. Okay. Yeah, his story is kind of an awkward one, mainly because after, um, what was it, Brotherhood, which was 2010, I think. God, I feel old. Um, he was where he left uh, Ubisoft and joined uh, THQ Montreal. And I don't know if it was because he left Ubisoft uh, in a bad way or something, but right after that, uh, Ubisoft purchased THQ Montreal, uh, cancelled the game he was working on, and fired him. <laughs> well, that's an interesting turn of events. Yeah, so it says right here, when THQ declared bankruptcy under Chapter 11 in uh, December 2012, and again in January 2013, THQ uh, Montreal was sold off to Ubisoft in an auction. Uh, Celeste was sub- uh, subsequent, subsic- uh, subsequent. Uh, subsequently let go by Ubisoft on May 7, 2017, er, 2013, when the two parties could not agree to contract terms. Well, so, shit. Yeah, he was working on a game called uh, uh, 1666 Amsterdam. Yep. I actually watched the trailer for this game last night. Uh, He's hoping to actually make it again uh, at his new studio, Panche. Mm -hmm. And you play as the... Definitely has the Assassin's Creed feel to it, but you play as the devil. 
Well, in Amsterdam, in like, like the medieval, like really like the not medieval times, but very close to it. So like the pre-evil times or the post-evil times. <laughs> yeah. All right. But it looks great. But his new game that it just came out is called Ancestors: The Humankind Odyssey. Well, uh, Ancestors is a survival game played from a third-person perspective. In the game, players control a member of the primate clan and have to manage the player's character's health by eating, drinking, and sleeping. The game will start off in the African jungle, an open world filled with threats, including, uh, okay, let's just say a whole bunch of different dinosaurs, hyenas, pythons, otters, and even buffalo. Players can climb any of the trees in the jungle, though the player uh, character will break his bones if it falls down. As the players progress, new areas are opened up for the players to explore. When a primate is exploring new locations or being hunted by predators, it will enter a state of fear, which you can overcome by finding glowing orbs of light, or else it will descend into a state of hysteria. While the world is dangerous, the apes can use their heightened senses to listen to various sounds, such as that as a close predator, a lost clan member, or an outsider which can be recruited for, uh, into the player's clan. The primate can also use its intelligence to pinpoint the locations of different items of interest and make new discoveries, such as identifying new food or tools. As the players continue to make new discoveries, the primate becomes more intelligent and capable. And the new skills, such as leaves to make bedding and medicinal plants to heal themselves, are unlocked. If the player character dies, play, uh, players will shift to controlling a new clan member. If all the clan members die, the lineage becomes extinct and the players need to restart a new, uh, the game. Fuck, that's fucking harsh. Yeah, so it's definitely a survival game. I was watching a couple of the streamers play this, and it looks really good. I saw him uh, kill a, a rhino, or no, it was a hippo. <laughs> it was a hippopotamus. Yeah, he killed a hippopotamus. Which is not easy. No. And he did it with, like, a stick, so. <laughs> Turned it uh, into a spear. Oh, my God. I just saw the picture of a dimpa-dimp. Fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> Impudent. But yeah, like this game is really cool. Yeah. But I also feel like it could be very challenging in that if you don't eat, drink, or sleep, your guy could die anyways. If you fall off a tree you're climbing, your player will break its bones. So it doesn't sound like that's insta death, but I bet you would just be crawling on the ground. Very easy prey for a predator. <laughs> yeah, and. But. I mean, it's a survival game, so I suppose like you don't have any powers or anything. But it's like, I feel like that game would get boring. I don't know. Like from what I've seen, it it's very uh, interesting because it adds like a a new feel to the survival genre. Yeah, I guess you could say. Yeah, I hear you. Um, yeah, it's. I don't know. I would definitely need to see some more gameplay on this uh, on this game before I. Yeah. See, it says the goal of the player is to ensure the primate clan's survival. As it slowly evolves and becomes a new species, the clan will grow. Players can switch to play as other characters in the clan, or as an infant, an adult, or an elder, or a mother carrying her child. As the clan slowly expands, the player character can perform social tasks like calling members of the clan to hunt together. When an ape is sleeping, players can unlock a new abilities by developing the primate's nervous system, which functions as a skill tree. These skills, such as the ability to be, use both hands, stand upright, 
facilitate evolution. <laughs> so you to learn to stand on two feet is this actual skill. <laughs> um, to use both hands is not fucking extinct, like instinctual. I don't know. That might be like crafting or something, though. <laughs> That's dumb, dude. That's this, fucking dumb. <laughs> this one's cool too. As primates undergo procreation, unlocked skills are passed on to future generations. In interesting, but still, how do you, <laughs> how do you become a wild fucking animal with an opposable thumb, and you don't know how to use two fucking hands? Like, come on. I don't know. <laughs> It sounds like, I, from what I've seen, I haven't seen too much of the game, but it says the game is roughly between 40 to 50 hours long, and it will document the clan's evolution across 8 million years. Christ, you gotta play for 8 million so years. So you probably do come become a human, or like at least a caveman. Ooga, ooga. Fucking Neanderthal that doesn't even know how to use two hands. Uh, Alright, well, I think that's enough of that. We should probably uh, end the show here. And yep. uh, thanks for listening all the way through. That was a wildly all-over-the-place podcast. So if you are made it all the way to the end, you're a true VGN fan, and you should show your appreciation by going to our Facebook page and saying, you guys are awesome. I'm going to look for that post. It'll say, you guys are awesome, and then it'll have roughly 300 likes. We don't even have that many people on our Facebook page. So God damn it, go to our Facebook page and uh, let us know what you think of the show. And definitely check out our YouTube page. We'll have that uh, Pikmin video up for you on Friday. The, what is it, the 12th or 13th? The same day that... Uh, 13th. 13th, yeah, same day that uh, all the games come out. So uh, don't play the games, go watch our video first. Right? Unless you're me. <laughs> well, you don't watch it. You hardly watch any of the fucking videos anyway. <laughs> no, I watch the videos, but I play the game. I play games first. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. This is the Video Games Podcast. So, Alright guys, thanks a lot, and uh, we'll see you all on the next one. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.